Hey, this is Rob, and this is episode 20 of the Folly Coffee Podcast. Let's get it brewing. All right, for this episode, this is the long-waited, overdue Nashville Cup Tasters episode. This happened the second week of January. It is now March 7th that I am recording this second half with Jeff. So the first half of this episode is while we are in Nashville for the regional qualifiers for Cup Tasters. So that's the first half in January. The second half is today, March 7th, with Jeff, which we haven't recorded yet. I'm actually recording the intro first, and then we'll record that. So I don't know what it's going to be about. So enjoy. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to, whoops, what are we talking about? Uh, We will be talking about Cup Tasters 2020. This will be cool because this Sunday, today is the 10th, so on the 12th of January January, 2020, 2020, we will be releasing the episode we recorded last year about Cup Tasters, in which you performed very well and I performed very poorly. We are back in Nashville competing in the same competition, Cup Tasters, uh, on the 2020 Regional Circuit. So, for those of you who didn't listen to the last episode, go listen to it. But, coffee, uh, Cup Tasters is a competition put on the U.S. Coffee Champs organization. Every year there is a competition circuit put on by Coffee Champs consisting of four competitions. The four competitions are the Barista Competition... It is the Brewers Competition, which is called Brewers Cup. Uh, It is the Coffee in Good Spirits, which is a relatively new competition, uh, which is booze and coffee, so basically coffee cocktails. And then the Cup Tasters Championship, which is what we competed in last year, and we will be competing in again this year. You get the roaster competition. And there's five competitions. There's the roaster competition. Uh, and so we will be speaking specifically to the Cup Tasters competition, but I guess to start this episode, I'll just briefly run through what each of them are, and then we'll go into more detail about the Cup Tasters, where we're at right now, how we feel going in tomorrow, the preparation we've done to prepare for this year versus last year, how we feel, the uh, similarities and differences, and we will record this ahead of our tasting competition tomorrow, and... We will record a second half after tasting. And so to run through the competitions very quickly, you've got the Barista Championship, which is like the flagship competition of U.S. Coffee Champs. It's the most famous. It's kind of the most sexy in which you've got in the regional competition. I highly recommend go back to my episode with Barnaby. He goes into... um, the Barista Championship in a high level of detail, and he knows it much better than I do. And he's actually here in Nashville judging again. Highly recommend that episode if you want to know a lot about the Barista Championship. But the long, the short of the long is that it's a competition in which baristas serve three shots of espresso for judges, three milk drinks, and I believe at the regional level there is no signature beverage. And so... Uh, you're judged on your technical skills in terms of like cleanliness, your preparation, everything's uniform, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then if you advance the regionals at the nationals, there is a signature beverage, which is kind of the sexy thing where you use coffee in a non-alcoholic beverage. I think uh, there is a signature at the regional. I can neither confirm nor deny if there is. Yeah. If there is a signature beverage. By the way, this I'm sp- speaking right now is Rob, uh, owner of Folly Coffee, and Jeff, uh, d- head coffee buyer, director of operations, whatever whatever you may call him, uh, placed 14th last year in coffee tasters. Um, Rob placed last in regionals, and so I've got nowhere to go but up. Uh, so there's the barista competition. There is the roasters competition, which is exactly what it sounds like, except they send out the same coffee to anybody that's participating, and they have to roast it, and then also present it to the judges, and it's profiled, or it's judged on its taste, it's judged on their technique, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Um, There is the Brewer's Cup, which I I originally signed up for. I'll get into more detail of that in our preparation phase. But the Brewer's Cup consists of three different phases. You are uh, given a coffee by the competition. You have to brew it in private for three judges, and it's evaluated purely on taste. 
There is the presentation aspect where you brew a cup of coffee in front of an audience, including three judges, and it's a coffee that you bring, that you're choosing. And then uh, the last portion is the audience serving, which I think is not judged, but it's more just so that people who are attending can taste the coffee. Uh, and then there's the coffee in good spirits, which not super familiar with it, but just judged on flavor. And then coffee cocktails. Coffee cocktails. It's kind of self-explanatory. This this tastes gooder than that. And then uh, and then brings cup tasters, which is this will be our second year competing in cup tasters. And for those of you who listened to the previous episode, this will be skip over this part because we will have already described it if you listened to the last episode. But cup tasters is, in my opinion, the only truly objective competition in the sense that you either got each one right or wrong. Every other one, it depends on the judge. It depends on the, it depends on what time you competed. How many other coffees have they tasted? How many other things are going on? Uh, if your palate is freshest in the morning and you probably have a more advantageous spot if you're in the morning versus the afternoon, blah, blah, blah. The coffee tasters or cup tasters, I should say, is you have, imagine three cupping bowls, which is essentially a handleless coffee mug that is eight ounces ish yeah yeah eight, eight ounces yeah. Uh, and so you have a set of three cups two of those coffees are the same one is different and so that's one set of three you have six sets and you have six minutes to go through and taste each of those six sets you're not allowed to touch the cups you are only allowed to use a uh, cupping spoon and so you go through and you each of the three coffees and when you find the coffee that you think is different you pick it up and the second you touch it, that's your decision. You set it over the line, and then you move on to the next one. Once you've touched it, that is your decision. You cannot go back. And so, it sounded like a fart. Jeff is adjusting his Nalgene. Sponsor us, Nalgene. That wasn't a fart. Maybe it was. I don't know. I'll do it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For sure, Lock them in as a sponsor. We have over three followers on this podcast. Um, anyway, you go through and taste each set of three. For the total of six. Uh, the number one priority is how many out of the six do you get correct? And so after you finish, they then immediately go through, lift up the cup that you chose. If it has a mark on the bottom, it means you chose correctly. If there's no mark, uh, frequently a dot. If there's no dot, you didn't get it right. They tell you how many out of the six you got right. Obviously, you want to get all six right. And then the faster you do it, the better. So if both Jeff and I, tomorrow, when we both get six out of six, as we naturally will, uh, whoever did it faster will be uh, the higher place. So when Jeff does it in like 18 seconds and I do it at five minutes and 59 seconds, he will be higher. Uh, And what we found just through years prior is that if you get four or more, you have a good chance at advancing the nationals yeah if you do four fast you have a good chance if you have five you're pretty safe if you get six you're definitely gonna yeah if you get six you're you're like in for nationals uh last year what'd you get five yeah yeah you got five out of six and that that brought you on to nationals in like a a very secure fashion there's no doubt when you got five you were in um yeah and so I'll start on the preparation side. So leading up to this competition versus last year, Folly itself had a lot, lot more going on. Uh, <laughs> so this competition lands on January 11th, and this December was an absolutely record month for Folly. We were every single week in December was a new record and so we were just overwhelmed with packaging and delivering and orders and like private orders grocery orders wholesale orders and so that became very overwhelming in a good way um not that last year we didn't have those orders but this week was just more intense and then we're also planning a lot of things that we can't talk about yet but we're planning a lot of other things that are kind of taking a lot up a lot of my personal mind space um I originally signed up for Brewer's Cup. I didn't make the cut because the registration was closed. Uh, It's like when you try to buy concert tickets and they sell it too fast and it tells you you didn't get one. Uh, So I got that. And so I I signed up for Cup Tasters. And then uh, 
then they emailed, hey, we have six more spots for Brewers Cup. You can compete in Brewers Cup. And then I was like, great, sign me up for Brewers Cup. And then last week, so I've been practicing a brew recipe for a couple weeks. I was pretty dang happy with it. And then I decided to look at the rules, realized, one, you had to serve three individual cups. I was planning on brewing one big batch and serving it to three different people. And then the other part is I thought there was only the presentation to the judges. There's the three separate things that I explained earlier, the audience portion and then the private tasting. And so that landed on top of our Sunday flight. (laughs) So then I reached back out and said, actually, could I do cup tasters? So my preparation this year has been I drink coffee. And that's what you do in the competition. And that's what it's exactly what you do in the competition. So I'm hoping the fact that I drink coffee every day will lend itself to doing really well. And last year I got one out of six. And so it would be statistically difficult to do worse. If I closed my eyes and picked, I would have a 33% chance at getting it right, so in theory, I would get two out of six. Yeah. So last year, I prefer, performed worse than chance, which is a skill. <laughs> yeah. So the preparation yeah. this year, going into it, uh, and then the other side is last year, Jeff and I both had primo spots. Like Jeff was the first time slot, I was the second time slot, right in the morning, which is awesome because your palate is fresh in the morning. Uh, you can wake up, and it's the first thing you do. You, you don't eat, nothing else going on. This year, I'm at 5.30 p.m., and so... I'm going to do a really um, unique strategy of I'm going to watch Jeff taste in the morning. Then we're going to get hot chicken. I really want to wake the palate up. So I'm going to get some Nashville hot chicken, get a really good like palate refresher and really reset everything and then uh, go back and drink some coffee and then go into my tasting. So that's been my preparation. Uh, So feeling really, really confident that I'd be I'd be pretty shocked if I wasn't the top performer this year. Everybody else in the competition probably doesn't like coffee as much as I do. There's no one here that really even likes coffee that much. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> Jeff, what right. is your what has your preparation been like this year versus last year? Um, it was definitely less than last year. Um, but I did go through, you know, a few weeks of rounds of going just through the competition, setting it up for myself, grinding sets of coffee in cupping bowls, and then trying to taste the differences, doing everything from choosing completely different coffees to put in the same set to like two roasts of the same coffee, um, which is something I did last year, but I did not train as frequently. Um, as last year, and I had some extra help from people at Mill City Roasters last year, setting up cupping sessions and practice rounds for me that I didn't have the opportunity to do this year because we were really busy and also um, practicing for like the Q course and just uh, kind of snuck up on. Well, the so, I, so but, but I think that's important to note is. So our cupping, quote-unquote, lab at this time last year was your apartment Mm. at this time. Now, you are cupping coffees every week at the Bull Run facility because you're buying coffee for them too. And so it'll be interesting because last year, my take on your preparation leading up to this is last year, it was a lot more preparation strictly training for cup tasters and how it's set up with three sets of six and going through and tasting and primarily focusing on just differences. But you've also, in the past year, you're now cupping, not in your apartment, you still are, but cupping at a facility every week. And then also you got your Q grader, which is an incredibly difficult thing. And so do you think versus last year, despite not having trained as much specifically for the cup tasters format. Do you think your palate is more advanced? Um, it's 
I mean, it's hard, it's always hard to tell, and there's kind of the balance of like, I I feel like I've gotten better at tasting coffee for specific purposes, and I do it more frequently now than I was doing it last year. But last year I was specifically training for this one competition. Um, and this one situation where you have a limited amount of time to just tell one difference between two coffees rather than like my job now is to like tell a bunch of differences between a bunch of coffees and decide whether or not those are good or bad, state what they are, and then like make a decision based on that, uh, which you're not like time constrained on. So you kind of think about it a little bit differently, and I don't, you know, we'll we'll see if that like translates to a competition, um, and now that I'm doing that kind of thing on a regular basis, like I'm really happy to do that all the time, and so whether or not I do well in this competition, like I still get to go home and do that stuff, so that's like pretty awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I, so I, it takes some pressure off. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier that it's like not to belittle the importance of competition because you know me, I take competition very seriously. I think it's the best thing to advance everybody participating. I think everybody should compete all the time and what they're passionate about. But you said like last year at this time, folly is kind of this thing that like January of 2019, we're kind of sitting there. Like we had the good food award coming out soon, but that was kind of the first thing we had that was like, Hey, we're doing real stuff. But from our own personal credibility, it's like I started this coming from the beer industry and you really with little to no professional background before fall, it was really important to show that like, hey, even though we don't have this formal background, we don't have the resume, we don't have like the accolades that other coffee roasters may have, we're still on that level. And so last year it was like, let's prove it. Let's prove it that we're at that level that everyone else is at. Whereas this year, now it's like, with what we've been doing in the last year, it it doesn't hold as much, at least personal importance that like, well, for me, I can only go up. Like, I'm, I really want to do better this year. <laughs> but for you, it's like, shit, if you go out tomorrow and it doesn't go as well as last year, it doesn't mean you're any worse at tasting. It's just, it's an entirely different thing. But it still doesn't make it any easier. It does, it's, no, it's, no, it's, it's no less pressure. Yeah. In, in addition to everything that Rob has said about this competition, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, like, you're doing this tasting in front of, like, a room full of people, which is definitely not a part of my job or everyday life or experience, and that is always something that will, like, influence how you're thinking about things and uh, make it significantly more difficult than if you were just doing it in, by yourself. In a room. So b- being certified as a Q grader recently, which is, in my opinion, probably the most difficult coffee certification to get in terms of like taste and like your palate and showing that like you can evaluate coffees. Having your Q grader certification now, does that put any more pressure on you going into this? Do you feel differently going into it that you've got something to validate or prove that it's like, I'm a Q grader, I have to do well, or is it something that's not in your mind? Or did I just plant it into your mind for more pressure tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have thought about this a little bit and I kind of, I kind of like go back and forth on it where like, I feel like I should do well because I did a really difficult program that really puts your, mental and like tasting skills to the test when it comes to coffee um so i want to do well to like prove that i've gone through that and that it really takes those um skills that i developed for that course and like perpetuate or like they're still there yeah um which they are but at the same time, I recognize that this is like a totally different um, challenge. Like the cup tasters competition is not really rooted in saying anything about the coffee, like determining any, determining anything of value about the coffee, or like speaking to its quality at all. Like this is this is just like, can you 
figure out which one is different in a given amount of time. Um, and different like, isn't good or bad. Different's yeah. just different. This one has a different quality than this one. Is it a good quality or bad quality? It doesn't matter. It's yeah. the only thing you're looking for. And so I think when it when it comes down to it, I would like to do well because <laughs> I, I want to do well at everything. Like, people, <laughs> yeah, you know? it's, to me, but, it's like the, the whole thing where it's like, I just want to go out there and have fun. I'm just glad to be here. I go, yeah. I smile and nod and go, Yep. Nope. <laughs> and, and I mean, how fun is it to just like go out there, taste a bunch of coffees, and then just like walk away after six minutes? Like, I didn't have a great time doing that. Like, I, I've tasted a lot of coffees. I'm sure I'll enjoy the coffees that I taste tomorrow, and I will enjoy that for six minutes or however long it takes me to do it. But, um, you know, this competition doesn't say anything about coffee, it doesn't like improve the coffee industry when I do it, regardless of how well I do, like there's, so it's kind of low pressure in that way where like, no matter how well I do, it's just going to be up to me at the end of the day, whether or not I feel good about that and how much value I put into that is like purely my own because there's going to be a, there's going to be a bunch of people watching this, but they probably won't know who I am. They're also going to be watching three other people who they probably care about more than me. And at yeah, I'll the definitely end of care the, about them more than you. Yeah, at the end of the thing, like, no one else is, except the other competitors, are tasting these coffees. So, like, no one's going to be able to make a judgment of, like, this person should have been able to taste this difference and that difference and this thing and that thing. And, like, you know, it could be, like, a brewing difference, it could be an origin difference, it could be different areas of the farm difference, different roasting things, like you know, there's there's like so many variables that mm-hmm. can go into it and um, like at the end of the day it's like a totally personal competition which I think it separates it from the other four, mm-hmm. where you're like relying on someone else's judgment on how well you're doing it. This is like purely to test your own skills. Um, so it really just comes down to like how well you want to do, how much value you put into this in determining your own, um, like how much progress you've made, yeah. how well you can taste. So for that reason, I, I want to do well. But I feel like from a social aspect, I'm not feeling a lot of pressure in that way. All right, I'll just put more pressure on you tomorrow morning. All right, yeah, do that. Yeah. That'll, that'll get me in gear. Wake you up with a little Jocko Willink. Yeah. Good. I think once I think once I get up there, I'll be insanely nervous. Yeah, and yeah. That's, it's, <laughs> it's easy a, to say it right now. I'm going to be yeah. chilling. I don't yeah. even care. No. Yeah, last year when I was at Kansas City and I was tasting, I could barely like get enough coffee in the spoon up to my mouth because of sh- my hand was shaking so yeah. much. So, that being said, your first thing in the morning, your first thing in the morning tomorrow, ten thirty a.m. Uh, what's your morning routine going to be? So right now it's like six p.m. We're just going to have a normal dinner or whatever. Maybe meet some Minnesota people that are out here this year. Which shout out Minnesota, way bigger representation this year. Freaking love to see it. Yeah. Last year we felt like we were pretty much repping Minnesota out here. All of a sudden we've got like a whole gang of Minnesota people, which is awesome. Huge shout out to everyone. Got Barnaby out here from Intermix. He's going to be judging barista. We've got Austin. He lives in Wisconsin now, but he used to live in Minnesota, so he counts. He's going to be judging barista. You've got Matt from Spy House is going to be competing in cup tasters. Someone else from Spy House is judging barista. I don't know if I know them personally, but I saw that someone else from Spy House is going to be judging barista. Oh, yeah. Uh, Becca. Yeah, yeah, Becca. They, from- yeah, they used to work at uh, Duluth. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, yeah and then... Couple other people I'm forgetting. Lauren uh, from Mill City. Oh hell yeah! Head yeah. judge of the head entire judge. barista competition. Yeah, she's the head judge of the entire barista competition. So it's awesome to go from last year where it's like, oh man, we're kind of repping Minnesota out here right now, to all of a sudden we have this huge presence, which is awesome. And I want to continue to push that because Minnesota is super underrated on the national scene. Uh, anyway, sidebar there. What is your morning routine tomorrow? 10:30 a.m. tasting. What are you doing leading up to it? What's going down? Well, I want to try and get some sleep 
tonight. Probably wake up like three hours before the competition. I'm going to use the same toothpaste that I used last year. And uh, for no reason other than it. You should say the na- name brand. We're going for sponsors, bro. It's Crest something. Ding! It's not my, it's not my typical toothpaste. Gotta use that Crest something, bro. It's the same one that's been in my uh, duck kit for the last year. So it's going to age as nicely. It does. Um, going to have like a little something to eat. Probably just like a pastry or whatever. Go to a coffee shop in the morning. Drink a nice coffee. Spend some... Uh, Good mental time with it. Yeah, I was going to say, you were specific to say, let's not go to the site and drink coffee there. Let's drink coffee off-site. Yeah, and that's more like to deal with the anxiety I know I will have (laughs) if I have to hang around the competition space for like multiple hours before I go up there. Um, Like, I just kind of want to think about it, think about what it's gonna be like to be in the space like envision people in the room myself going up and tasting the coffees like going through that mental process so it's not really a surprise once I get there right um you know drink some coffee before I go there probably a cup just to wake up because it's my normal routine eat something in the morning because it's my normal routine um get to the competition area like maybe 30 minutes before we go up there, taste like multiple coffees at the same time. So I can kind of like start to get in the mode of picking out differences. Um, and then just kind of listen to some humbling music or something. <laughs> just anything to like get out of my own head. And then, uh, what's humbling music? Uh, you know, stuff that makes you think about like it's all Kendrick Lamar humble on repeat. Yeah, that, that would work. Um, Kendrick Lamar is a good artist, but that kind of stuff. <laughs> Anything that makes you get like out of your own head and like stop thinking about and your yeah. self. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, whatever works for you. Everyone's got different stuff. <laughs> Think about how like your place in the world, like it's not... This is like a competition where you're literally going up on stage and like slurping coffee out of a spoon. I already said Enyo. I think we covered it. Yes. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why you're going into any more detail. I, yeah. I don't know if you've heard Orinoco flow. We're already there. Yeah. Um, um, also, I might take a cold shower because I've heard that. Oh, yeah. Go into that. That's a new thing. Uh, that's a that's a trick that I learned from my uh, one of my music friends. Uh, I used to play music like in college and stuff, and I, I would have like really intense performance anxiety and... I was just recently talking to someone who went much further in music than me and has like the same issue. And he talked to another professional who said like, man, you should really just like take a cold shower. It changed everything for me. It like something about having like that physical experience kind of changes your mental state before you really go into competition mode or Mm -hmm. like presentation mode or performance mode. Um, so I'm going to give that a shot. I've never done it before. You know, might as well try it out. Yeah, I exclusively cold shower. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to do it first thing in the morning because you go, it sucks. And I like to do stuff that sucks because then when you do anything else, you're like, I've already done something that sucks. This sucks less than that. And then I like to do it after workouts. It's good for muscle recovery. And then right before bed, the physiological response your body has is to move blood away from the extremities into the core, which slows your heart rate, which slows your, uh, your entire nervous system calming you down. A lot of people think, Oh, I want to take a hot shower. It's nice and relaxing. A hot shower gives the body a response that your heart rate rises and goes to more of like a panic response. And it actually is the opposite effect before bed. So if you think a hot tub or a hot shower or something like that is going to relax you, it has the opposite effect. Cold is the key to relaxation. Hmm. Hot is the opposite effect. Yeah. That's interesting. I do I do a sauna before I work out for like five to ten minutes because it gets your heart rate moving. It gets the the neurological or the the physiological response to prime your body for activity. Wow, it's a common misconception. Anyway, yeah. I yep, yeah, I like to do <coughs> things that just make me feel good for the next like 
15, 20 minutes. Oh, I like and to then, do stuff that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do anything yeah. that sucks. Um, <laughs> what's your strategy during the cupping? Six minutes. Faster time plays better, but obviously more cups is best. How do you, how do you play tomorrow? Um, definitely take it slower. Mm-hmm. I mean, amount of cups is, from what I've seen in the statistics, like this is, that's the only thing that matters in the regional scene. Like if you want to keep going, you just, you want to get the most possible. Mm-hmm. If you take six minutes and you get six cups, you're going to go. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's fine. And if you so. listen to the last episode, you know my strategy last year was let's go aggressive, fast, high, uh, high risk, high reward. I failed miserably. I'm taking the same approach this year. Top 15 advanced nationals. So if you get five cups, you're in. If you get four, you have a shot. Yeah. So it's like... The other thing that determines it is like it's different difficulties every year. So like this, mm. you know, I think last year or the year before... I think it was the year before last year at the national competition, like multiple people uh, in the national competition, you have eight sets to deal with. So like I heard in that one, multiple people got eight sets, like all right, like four or five people did. Um, Last year in the national competition, there were multiple rounds and only one person in one round got all it correct so they they kind of like adjust the difficulty so it could be like kind of easy this year and every like four people get six and then only some people with five go or whatever but well we know at least two people are getting six here six this year who's that gonna be <laughs> I'm, I'm referring to us oh well yeah that right. rob, uh, rob said it here yeah That's a terrible way to end it. All right. Talk to you tomorrow after we're done. Bye. We are now back in Minnesota. (laughs) The original intention was to record the second half while we were still in Nashville for Cup Tasters. That quickly got away from us. And so did recording this second half of this. And we are now two months later. There's a cop walking around outside. He must have heard we were starting... We're two months later, uh, March 7th. We're actually closer now to the Nationals than we are to the Cup Tasters, but we, we will still recap our experience in Nashville for the Cup Taster Regional Qualifier and then look forward into April as we are looking at the Nationals. So I'm just going to have, uh, well, I'll do my experience first. I nailed it again this year. Super consistent. One out of six. Really super pumped about it. Like. <laughs> It's surprisingly one out of six correct and not that short of a time didn't get me to nationals. Uh, and if I'm being completely transparent, I'm pretty rattled about my tasting ability <laughs> in competition, considering I technically own a coffee business. So Jeff, how did it go for you? <laughs> uh, better, better than expected. Um, got, uh, I got all of them right. Boo, boo, boo! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what I did differently this year i think it just tasted more coffee over the course of the year that's it uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> um let's see going back two months to remember this um so going into it we were talking in our airbnb in nashville and my vibe from you is you were like protecting yourself you're like oh i just i don't know how to go this year i didn't have a lot of time to prepare i've been so busy and i was like i don't know you've been tasting pretty much every day except not formally for this but yeah yeah this uh, this year was a lot different from last year in terms of prep like for prep last year i did a lot of um like competition style practice like i would pretty much just replicate the competition all the time and now this year uh it kind of it honestly like slipped by me and uh, I am doing a lot more cupping, so I think that just kind of helped with technique a lot. And uh, um, I don't know; it seemed it definitely seemed easier this year to me. And I, I'm not sure what to chalk that up to. And so you had a pretty early session on was it the Friday, the Saturday? Yep. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday is the first day of the competition. You That's a, the key. Yeah, get in there early. Had an early <laughs> time slot, so I think it was the second one around eleven a.m. So what were your kind of your? How did you prepare? If you can remember, well, I guess you kind of talked about that already. But leading into, do you remember what you were feeling like or going into it? Were you nervous or was it kind of like eh, I haven't even prepared? 
Oh yeah, I man, I get so nervous when it comes to doing these things. Um, I should also note that we had like a heavy Minnesota representation this year. Yeah, and so yeah. not like last year was stressful, but this year now you go into <laughs> this thing like, hey, you went to nationals, you played pretty dang well last year, and we've got like a lot more Minnesota people that know about Jeff and how we did last year, and all of a sudden we got a lot more people from Minnesota that know you watching did that affect you at all oh totally i mean that made me even more nervous because you know it's it's one thing to like be on stage tasting coffee in front of a bunch of people you don't know i mean if you don't do very well people probably forget you know so you just go on with the rest of your day but if there's a bunch of people you know out there i mean they're they're invested in you doing well and like you want to impress them and uh do well for yourself so um, yeah, I would say that that definitely uh, amped up the nerves a little bit. Um, but I think I got a solid uh, pre pre tasting routine down. Like taste some coffees from people in the roaster village. Get like two side by side. Really kind of give those a few slurps. Um, dig into it, and then a lot of quiet stretching. <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah that, that get, just like really calms me down get away from me i'm gonna stretch i don't want to don't wish yep. me good luck go away yep. um i also remember you saying after the fact that one of the things that versus last year is like just the muscle memory of actually tasting coffees yeah because i noticed myself during mine consciously thinking about that mm-hmm. like Wow, you're bending really far over to taste this coffee, and then all of a, the second you're thinking about that, you're not completely focused on the taste of the coffee. Or like, wait, do I normally stand all the way up when I'm tasting? Why do I feel so bent over while I'm doing? And then all of a sudden, you're not thinking about that. And so I, I thought that was an interesting comment you made that muscle memory, like the actual act of getting coffee to your mouth, takes some thought because it's in a spoon and you kind of can spill if you're not doing it super consistently. Yeah, yeah, I think between doing a lot of um cuppings just from green buying more uh for folly and another company as well um i think that really helped nail in that technique where i'm really not thinking about the time the coffee gets into the spoon to in my mouth and then the slurp is the same every time so coffees are hitting your palate in the same way because one of the hardest things about cup tasters is if you slurp the same coffee coffee differently two times it's going to it's going to hit your palate differently and you're going to taste like different pieces of it. Um, but if you're doing every one the exact same way, I, I'm pretty sure that helps a lot. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So there's your version of the story of, Oh yeah, I got all six. It was cool. Blah, 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 whatever. Here's my side of it. Uh, well, first of all, I'm pretty sure I, I talked about this in the first half that I originally signed up for a brewer's cup, figured out I messed up. There's like three different components to it. Didn't know it. So I had to switch back to cup tasters. And they're like, do you want your original time slot on Sunday morning? And I'm like, no, I'll do Saturday evening. And then they give me a five o'clock time slot. And then we get there and it's like two o'clock. And I'm like, oh, there is no five o'clock time slot. And so I had to find so- anyway. So I- I'm at this point, I'm like not even focused on mine. Cause I don't even know if I'm going to be tasting coffee. Yeah. We get there. You do your thing, go taste some coffees, get and relax, go stretch in your corner. Last year, it, same venue in Nashville, I should mention. Last year, Cup Tasters is tucked away in like almost a garage type feel in the back. Yep. It's like behind this door. You can't really see it unless you're intentionally going back there to watch it. It's very secluded. And like the only people there watching are probably a part of Cup Tasters or know the people tasting. This year, it's the main stage. Front and center. So right when you walk into this big venue, and they did it even bigger this year. It was awesome. A really great event. You walk in, and Cup Tasters is happening right in the front to the right when you walk in. So it's the first competition you see. So ironically, being the second time slot actually made it so it was more busy. Because the first time slot goes, people are still kind of getting there, getting registered, getting all their stuff done. All, you know, Go, oh, check out all the coffees going on over here. And then your time slot comes along and people have kind of gone, done their first lap around to check things out. And so people, oh, there's competition going on over here front and center. Let's check it out a little bit. And so you have every seat filled for your flight. 
Because this is like the first one where people are like, oh, let's watch a competition cup tasters. Takes like six minutes. We'll sit down for this one. So completely full. What's the, uh, the MC's name? Josh. Josh. Josh Littlefield. Josh does an awesome job at MCing when you do well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even even if you're even no, if you do well, <laughs> if you don't do well, it's the worst shit in the world. But I would rather have him do it than someone else. You know. All right, that is fair. Yeah. Um. So, Josh is an awesome MC. I'm totally kidding. I just keep getting one out of six, so I'm rattled, yeah. regardless of who's saying it. Oh yeah. But he, so, get, he gets the crowd pumped up. So Josh is the MC. And they go through, do your tasting. It's, you know, it's normal. People are sitting there being calm, quiet, respectful, trying not to talk too loud because people are competing. And then Josh goes through and the way it works is if they're, it, you, you taste your coffees, you set aside the one that is different out of the six sets. And then Josh goes through with the microphone and explains, hey, if there's a dot on the bottom, the competitor will lift the cup that they have chosen and if it has a dot, it means they've chosen the correct one. So I will say dot. If there's a dot, cheer, feel free to cheer. If there's no dot, you know, ah, and we'll move on. And so we're going through. Uh, it's all of our Minnesota people up front, and everybody else is just watching. And we're going through, and blah blah blah. Dot dot dot. Okay, for everybody got the first one. Dot. No dot. Dot. Je- Jeff gets his second one. So on and so forth. We get to number four. Jeff's four for four. It's like okay. If he has a good time, probably getting to nationals. Four out of six is right on the verge. Then you get to the fifth one, and it's a dot. So you're a perfect five for five. And at this point, people are going, oh, and the crowd's starting to get pumped up. And it's like the energy is getting high. And because it's front and center, this starts drawing in people from the main area because they hear people cheering and they go, what's going on? So it draws all these people in from the main area. And everybody's sitting there. And then Josh, instead of just reading out your six one right away, says, we're going to go back to this one. So he goes, since Jeff was the only one at this point with all five correct, he goes and uh, does all the other competitors' cups first. And then comes to Jeff and starts hyping it up. So he's going to the crowd. Do we think there's a dot? And everyone's going, dot! Come on, dot! 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 And he lifts it up and... He goes, there's a dot! <laughs> I'm sitting in the front room, Tiger Woods fist bumping, boom, baby! <laughs> and like everybody, you know, Drew and just like the entire crowd is cheering and then people who weren't watching hear the cheering and it was just an absolutely like incredible moment. It was so cool. <laughs> and then at that point I was like, I don't care how I do, let's go! <laughs> so, and then like we finish and then Jeff walks off and somebody starts interviewing him and filming him and we're like, what's going on? <laughs> it was awesome. And so uh, at the end of it, uh, so that, that was the second thing. My, I ended up going at five. And so we, we ended up going to get hot chicken. And so I'm, at that point, I'm like, I do not care what I eat. I don't care what I drink. I don't care about my palate. Hot like, chicken and beer before Rob's <laughs> And so I'm like, I just don't even care. And uh, it showed, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but at that point, it was just like, that was such an exciting moment and it was really awesome event. And just like the space that cup tasters was in, it is one of those competitions that I think is more inherently fun to watch. And that was like a prime example. Yeah. You know what? Cause, uh, like watching the barista and the brewer's cup, it's really interesting to hear what they're saying, but you're listening to a presentation and then when they're done, you didn't get to taste any of their coffees or anything. So you just kind of like clap quietly or cheer, cheer for your friends and whatnot but in the in the cup tasters you can get really like rowdy with it yeah well because like like you said barista you're watching a presentation and as barnby was talking about in a previous episode a lot of it is not based on the presentation a lot of it's mm-hmm. the coffee and how accurately you describe it and yeah. the flavor and when so you really have no idea how well they did <laughs> so someone could be like a really bomb presenter and do a terrible job. And then they go and get, at the end, they do poorly. And you're like, that's weird. I thought they did really well. Mm-hmm. And then roaster is kind of the same. You, you didn't taste the coffee. You didn't evaluate it. And it's, it's interesting. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's fun to nerd out. But in terms of like entertainment value, cup tasters being front and center this year, the energy <laughs> was just like super high. It was awesome. Um, so at the end of it, how'd you do? Uh, got I got second at the regional. Mm-hmm. Um, so one person beat me for time. I think four people overall got six. Uh, so I had the second best time 
with all six cups correct. And so with, again, my super poor planning, I, for some reason, scheduled our flight on Sunday during, like, before the <laughs> awards ceremony, because I don't know. I, like, do stuff and then go, wait, how's that done later? And so we're watching the awards ceremony live streamed at home. Jeff at his place, me at my place, texting back and forth. And we're like, oh, man, I, you know, I just, I just hope I do well. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's, like, top 10, and they announce 10th. You know, they announced yeah. top 15 because those are the ones that go to nationals. So it's yeah. 15, 14, 13. And all of a sudden we get to 10. It's like, oh, yeah, top 10, nice. Yeah. And they're like, nine, eight, seven. Six. And you're like, oh, okay, top five. And then at yeah. that point, it's like that, okay, I don't want to just do well. Like, I want to win this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so close. Oh, man. <laughs> and the prizes from first to second. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, man. There's like an origin really? trip paid for, but in first place. But yeah. Not to, not to rub it in. 30, 30 seconds away from that. but <laughs> Yeah. And so they're going through and all of a sudden they announced third place and we're like, <gasps> and then second place, Jeff Moody. Oh, and it was like, Dude. it was exciting because mm-hmm. it is like, man, second year ever doing this competition. You just play second in regionals uh, and... Go obviously going on to nationals, but yeah. there is that like, oh, oh dang! So <laughs> yeah, if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, well, I mean, good consolation to get a, I get a buy since there's three rounds of cup tasters at the national level. Uh, I go straight to the second round. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I don't have to taste on the first day. Um, so I'm already in the top sixteen or twenty or so. I think twenty. Does that make sense? I'm not a numbers guy. Uh, (laughs) And so, um, being roughly two months after Cup Tasters, um, what have you been doing? Uh, Has it been a concerted effort to start training right away? Did you take a break? And then we're about five weeks, five, six weeks out from Nationals. Uh, What's the plan leading up to it? Um, So, after... I didn't take much of a break after, because I was pretty pumped up about it so you know I started practicing um I would say I haven't been as consistent as I would like to be I would like to get up at five every single day and um do my practice because that's when I have the most time to do it it's harder at the end of the day when you come home from work and then you're all wired on caffeine and Mm -hmm. whatnot so um I'd say I've been practicing at least three times a week um, just doing triangulation stuff or um, one other really helpful tactic has been just using two coffees across 16 cups and um, using five or six of them um, for one coffee, five or six cups of one coffee and then... um, 10 or 12 cups of the other coffee so there's like a majority of one and a minority of the other and then like trying to pick out first you got to go through identify the flavors and then pick out the one that has the least amount of cups which is super hard I'm, it's like wait, way harder one second, than that. one second okay so two cup two types of coffee mm-hmm. six cups of one yep so all six of those oh, yeah. are the same so, brewed yeah. the same way so you have 18 cups um in all, sets altogether. in sets of three nope no you just put them in a straight line okay so you mix them up um so you have essentially you have two-thirds of your cups are one coffee and then the last third is another coffee so you're trying to find out which one you have to identify the flavors of each coffee and then you have to figure out which one is the majority and then pick out the minority cups where did you figure that out I uh, did that with Joe a few times last year. Joe Morocco? Yeah, Joe Morocco, and he helped me train. And it just really kind of, um, because you're not introducing a lot of different flavors, like with each triangulation, you, like from set to set, you're going to encounter like potentially four different flavors. And how, how many times a week are you, I know you're cupping pretty much every day at this point, every weekday at least, or yeah. really every day how many of these on a weekly basis are concerted competition style uh cuppings versus just tasting i would say like three a week um and i'm hoping 
to start now, now that we're getting closer to competitions, um, being a little more deliberate about that and having it be at least five. Um, so I'll do, I think the plan is, um, Monday through Wednesday before I go to my other job, I'll wake up real early, start doing, um, Monday I'll do like competition setup, just six to eight triangulations, go through that, uh, for a couple weeks and then really start working on time. So I'll do that on Monday mornings, Tuesday mornings. I'll do the like two thirds, one third thing. Wednesday, I'll go back to um, triangulation. Um, and then I'm hoping to have um, two days a week after I'm done working where I'll do like brewed coffee. Because when I do it at home alone, I pretty much just have to set it up like a cupping. It's too labor intensive to brew, manually brew all of these coffees and keep them consistent mm -hmm. and everything. So I just treat them like cuppings uh, because that's much faster, uh, a lot more consistent. Um, so two days a week, I'm hoping to have brewed coffee setups because you can have different variables there, like different grind sizes or different extraction ratios, etc. Well, then um, you have... A competition coming up that is arguably a bigger deal than nationals at this yeah. i mean that's not what i said but it's like no yeah people on the street are the, saying that though. yeah on like the street exactly the coffee underground um i i heard saturday april 4th at lynn lake brewery from 11 a.m to 2 p.m there, there's I, I think i might go yeah. uh the midwest coffee uh midwest coffee taster championship i've heard that's like I mean, again, it wasn't me, but like I've heard that's an even bigger deal in terms of credibility and reputation than nationals. And you it's know? certainly more fun. <laughs> uh, I should also mention, uh, exciting this year, we have another Minnesota representative at nationals, uh, Matt from Spy House. Heck yeah. Also, uh, also made it to nationals. So we will have another Minnesota coffee taster in that competition too. Have you done anything with Matt in preparation at this point? No. I uh, have not, and that's the other like piece of the training schedule is really to get with Matt. He's super competitive, so he'll <laughs> that'll definitely help the uh, um, that'll definitely stoke the fire. Get <laughs> get things going. He he was actually the reason I started practicing a lot harder before I. <laughs> Yeah, Before both regionals. both Matt and Jake from Spy House at Midwest Coffee Tasters last year at Lynn Lake Brewery, uh, both posted absolutely like ridiculous times. Yep. Um, I think they placed third and fourth, and I got them swapped. Yeah, but they placed third and fourth, and just like stupid times, like five coffees in like a minute fifteen and like a minute twenty or something yeah, like that. Super fast. Um, so I was, I was fully expecting. I was like, oh man, that's my benchmark for competition right there. Like I need to, yeah, need to beat that. Well, that's um, the beauty of competition. It's why yeah. it's it's why I think that it's like it's funny about Matt because like he will smack talk and I'm like, that's what we need. Like yeah. you, like that's it because of that. You're like, Oh, I got it. Oh, Matt's a part of this. I got to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to if it's somebody that's just like, no, it's okay. How we all do. And we're all just here to have fun. It's like, it's not that fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> like just sitting true. down and tasting cups of coffee is not that fun. It's yeah. fun. Cause it's competition. It's fun. Cause the environment, but the actual root of it is we're trying to figure out who's the best coffee taster. Yeah. And that's like the goal. And so that's, I, oh, I'm a huge proponent of competition. I don't apparently taste well in competition, <laughs> but I, I really do think it makes everybody better. And that's been the fun thing is, uh, that's one thing I do love about Midwest coffee tasters. And one thing I do is like, as polite as you can be about it, we're having competitions and you can kind of be like, I don't, you should trust my opinion a little bit more on the taste of this coffee because yeah. of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so we're going out to Portland. Uh, what what day is uh, April twenty fourth, twenty third? So, what are the big differences between the regional qualifier and the national competition? Um, well, nationals you have multiple rounds, so you'll have the first the first round um, only. I think like eight, the top eight, maybe. We'll go on to the next, and then... Out of 30 people total? Uh, yeah, 32. 15. 32. Oh, is it 16 think, from each qualifier? I, I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, 
So you'll have the top however many from the first round, move on to the second round, which is a little bit smaller. And then uh, from there, the top three will advance and then do another round. So it's not just like at um, national or the qualifying events, you'll just have one round and you're done. Um, the other big difference is that instead of six sets of three cups, you're gonna have eight. Um, everything else is the same, you still get like you get eight minutes instead of six, so still one minute per set. Um, but that's, I mean, that's really the only difference. I would say it's probably gonna be harder, um, just as the national competition probably should be. But I, outside of that, it's it's the same competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's at the SEA Expo this year, so there's gonna be a lot more people there probably yeah. than if it were just the competition yeah. circuit putting this on as it was last An year. An SCA, for those that might not know, Specialty Coffee Association every year puts on a massive expo. And it's kind of the thing that someone can come up to you and just be like, are you going to the expo? And you yeah. know exactly what they're talking about. We weren't able to go last year just because shoestring budget. Already yep. doing competitions. <laughs> Jeff made to nationals. And so we're like, there's our travel budget for the year. Yep. <laughs> uh, but this year, fortunately, they're at the same time and place in Portland. So that'll be really cool. Um, I've got... Oh, yeah. I'm, we'll definitely. I will do personally a recap episode of like what I'm seeing on the floor, so that I mean, yeah. from packaging to machinery to coffee to just like everything. So I'm I'm really stoked to go out there and like we're searching for some new five pound bags. Is like the simplest thing we're looking for, but I'm excited to see what else is out there as we're looking forward. Uh, so we'll definitely have a recap episode about that, and it, it will be interesting to see how the expo being in the same location affects the atmosphere behind the competitions themselves. Because mm-hmm. I would imagine there will be an exponentially higher number of people there. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how much cross-pollination there is between the expo and the competition itself. Um, when do you find, I guess you, you said you just registered for the competition. Yeah. Do you know when you find out, like, you're, you're, is it is it seated? Is it just random in terms of timing, or do you not know any of that yet? Um, I, I really don't know, because you had to register through the SEA Expo. Mm. So I think they coordinate with Coffee Champs, so I really don't know. Usually I can um, register through Coffee Champs and then say, like, hey, I, I want this time slot or whatever. Uh, but I also get that buy, so, I mean, I really don't know at that point. So we'll just have to find some hot chicken in Portland somewhere. Yeah. Because yeah, that's key. That. Yeah. Can't do cup tasters without hot chicken. <laughs> that's true. No, it'll, it'll be cool. I'm really looking forward to Portland. First of all, I love Portland. Uh, but this, personally, this is going to be much more of a work trip, I think. Because it's multiple rounds, because it's nationals. Qualifiers is like, there's a much more elephant, element of fun. Uh, that it's like, oh, it's, we haven't seen these people for a while. This is awesome. Like, go check out what's going on. I think this year is like my theme is like business trip, baby. Like we're mm-hmm. out there to do work, and yeah. like I'm out there to hit the floor and like find some stuff from the business side. Obviously, be there in any way I can support you in cup tasters. Like this this year, it's all about the business trip. Yeah, and there's gonna be events and classes and a lot of learning opportunities. Um, yeah, all kinds of people there to make good connections with. Yeah. So, so any coffee nerds listening to this right now will be there. Say what's up. <laughs> what's your goal? Going out to nationals. What's your goal this year, man? I want to. I want to do well. I want to. I want to place top six. T- like I want to. I want to be up there with one of those plaques. Hopefully a trophy. Top I mean, one, man. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, as far as the qualifying competitions go, I got what third? No, second. Second at qualifiers. No, third. Third place between both. Between qualifiers. both qualifiers. Yeah. So, and does the. Extra round, do you think that makes you feel better, or is that more pressure? Um, if, I mean, I think you just got to take it round by round, mm-hmm. you know? I, I mean, I'm only, at most, going to compete in two rounds, because I have that buy. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, yeah, I don't think it, uh, I don't think it's a lot of pressure, honestly, because um, the competition is the same. You mm-hmm. walk up to that table, you just got to get all those cups right. 
It's, and, it, and so trying to get on the podium, trying to place really high, obviously there's going to be a lot of really great coffee tasters there. There's likely to be a lot of people tasting a lot. Correct. Seven, you know, lots of sevens, lots, maybe yeah. a few eights. And pretty fast. Too. And pretty fast. So with that in mind, knowing it's nationals, does that affect the pacing you're trying to go for? Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely trying to cut down on time. Uh, my strategy at regionals is just get as many right as you can. Cause if you get more than five, or five or more, you're probably going to move on. Um, at nationals, it's you got to get them all right, and you got to do them quickly. So like a slow seven's not going to get you high enough uh, to where you want. Maybe to last year, last year it did. I'd say most years you get if you get a slow seven, you're still in good shape. Um, but we're trying not to be good shape. We're going for Olympic shape, baby. Yeah, true. So <laughs> we got to get. Definitely got to get that time down, which is a, um, you know, you kind of go through some trade-offs, you know, if you're not, if you're not really solid, yeah. if you're trying to go fast, um, probably not tasting as much. I, I well, you got to, I got to really practice to get that time down. Cause, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. We're going fast time. So yep. that actually brings us to an hour right there for our overall episode. Sweet. So... That is, one second, looking at the calendar here. So April 4th, Lynn Lake Brewery, even if you're not a coffee taster, you're not competing, show up for that. That's going to be an awesome time. 80s theme, please come dress. We've got the Illuminati, Kai and Joey playing uh, live 80s music, loud 80s music during the tasting, chill 80s music. We've got five different coffee beers on tap from using coffees from Peace Coffee, Spy House, Berry, Folly, and who am I not thinking of for the last coffee? Up Coffee Up has coffee. the last one. They're their new sponsor this year. So we got five coffee beers on tap, five different styles, five different roasters. We've got the competition going on. It's an 80s theme. They now have food in Lynn Lake Brewery, so if you, you can come there and eat. So that's coming up April 4th. And then... Just a fun place to be. It is a fun place to be. And then Cup Tasters Nationals is that weekend of April 24th. So we are, yeah, about six weeks out. Uh, couldn't be prouder of you, man. It's that was an absolutely absurd moment. Like still to this day, one of the coolest moments of folly. Uh, really proud of you. We're gonna rock it out, and uh, hopefully, when we do a podcast out there, it won't take us two months to finish that one out. Uh, so, on that note, I will finish every episode and just say, have a good day.